One is a Grand Arena Specialist from the UK. The other is a Territory Battle Tactician from the US. Together, there are no signs of intelligent life on board. But with both having decades of hosting experience under their belt, the one thing we are sure of is you will be entertained. This is the Escape Pod Cast, a weekly look into the mobile game Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Live from the Nerdy Network Studios of Yavin 4, here are your hosts, Neil Andrew Ayer and Paul Anthony. Coming up on this week's edition of the Escape Pod cast. The last character for Jabba is announced and released. Yes, Bush comes to the hollow tables. Along with the last set of requirements. Oh, is it anywhere near where we thought it would be? Mm, and the road ahead drops while you're on vacation, Paul. Well, with the exception of a few headlines I've seen, Neil, I've done it. I've stayed blind to pretty much all of it. There is also a video with more stuff. Oh, well, then we're going to have to take that in while the listeners listen in on that as well now, won't we? Uh, this is going to be a jam-packed show. Can we get it all in? I mean, while I was on vacation, I locked down our guest this week. Uh, you got Urza to come on? Oh, no, no, no. He's busy with family. I got the other streamer that I had dinner with to join with us, Gridden. Nice job. Looking forward to this one. Yes, plus there's a, a brand new Dickie and the Noob for this month. Again with the jam-packed show. Yes, yeah, yeah. Speaking of jam-packed, Patreon's choice on the bridge if we have time. Well, all of this and breaking news as and if it happens. Right here on the Escape Pod Cast. The Escape Pod Cast News. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very early morning episode of the Escape Pod Cast. Europe friendly. Yes. I mean it's still America friendly. You just gotta get up in the morning. You know, just just think just think think of it as a Saturday and it's Jedi Academy. You know, you're getting up for Jedi Academy, but only it's the Escape Pod cast. So yes, a Europe friendly episode of the Escape Pod cast with lots of stuff. Paul, tell everybody what's on the show today. Uh yes. <laughs> We've got we'll be we'll be talking quickly about uh, Leia, uh, Bush, um, but we're going to read and watch at least for me the first time that I've that I've you know actually paid attention to this. Yeah, no, I haven't read anything and I haven't seen anything yet. So it, it was. I'm, I'm just I just I'm waiting to read and watch it so that the the cynic in me can just like naturally flow. As opposed to you know build up. <clears throat> well, well I, I, as soon as soon as I heard about Leia Bush, as soon as I heard about Leia Bush, that all, all of my fears have been confirmed. All of my fears about fears. this game have been confirmed. Yeah, fears. What? Okay, let's start with this. What's? Uh, what do you mean your fears? My 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 fears is that the the people running this game have completely utterly crapped the bed. Because all of this stuff we're getting now, Lando, Jabba, Boost Leia, 
we, the, the, uh, the 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 new we shouldn't have been getting any of this until next year, the actual anniversary of Return of the Jedi. But because CG, her EA have crapped the bed so badly on datacons, they need something to get everybody excited again. So instead of waiting until 2023 to give us all of this celebratory, you know, anniversary stuff for Return of the Jedi, they're like, bring it forward now. We need people thinking about good things, not bad things, which is datacons. Because datacons, they, they screwed they screwed things up even further. You know, we're like kind of hoping that they would things would get better as set four was released. And it's like, no, it's not. It's a million times worse. It's worse, I tell you. So, yeah, I, I just think that right now, CG and EA are totally crapping the bed. They're making an absolute mess of things. So it's like, right, you know, all that crap that we had planned for the anniversary, just bring it out. Release it all now. We need something positive, which it is. We need something positive for the game moving forward because datacons aren't positive moving forward, but all this Return of the Jedi stuff, mwah, muy caliente. It's beautiful. It's just a year early. Uh, Bodhi uh, does point out as well that new characters take six months for free-to-play people, so this was all decided before datacrons. So with, with, the, with the timing, I... Absolutely, I I agree with Bodie on this one because they, they, they don't they don't care about that. Oh yeah, they, they don't get they, they don't you care don't that it know, takes six months. You don't know that that they don't care about <laughs> that. That is a that is an absurd statement to make. It's not an absurd statement. The priority, which it should be, the priority is always the whales and the krakens for the game. And I, I'm actually 100% on board with that. When they release stuff, they should only be thinking about the whales and the krakens. They're the guys that keep the lights on. Free to play and everybody else, it's like, hey, we do care about you, just not as much as the whales and the krakens because they keep the lights on. And that's the way it should be. I, I, you know, I don't think that they should be releasing characters thinking about how the free-to-play community is going to get it. They need to make their money first so that they can keep the lights on and keep things ticking over, and then they can care about us. But they are now going to have to develop some new stuff for the uh, for the um, anniversary, for the Return of the Jedi anniversary for next well, year. Well, they've already talked about that. They're starting it now. Exactly. They're starting it now. <laughs> so they can it's build not the 23rd, up something? It's not, it's, it's not the anniversary of Return of the Jedi till next year. <laughs> but it will still be as awesome, in my opinion. Oh, everything that they release as a you know because of it, it's going to be awesome. I mean, look at look, look what they did for the the Empire Strikes Back was freaking awesome. I mean, come on, we got Vader, the Vader rework, we got J.K. It was brilliant. You know, the stuff that they gave us, we got more mod. Oh, the, the Empire Strikes Back, yeah was brilliant. All that stuff we got, that's why I was so excited for the Return of the Jedi year, 2023. Um, and now that they've given us a bunch of stuff early, they're going to have to replace that with more Return of the Jedi stuff. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Let's let's get into the road ahead. Um, well, actually, I think we should go for Boosh first. Let me, it was let me, released first. Yeah, it was released first, so I have to Go find the kit for for her. I unfortunately have lost it, but 
That's why we do this live, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. There's a question. What do you think of the offers they released this week? There's just have you seen how many offers there are? This just ridiculous. It's like it's bonkers. It's because you got that many aspects of the um because there's that many aspects of the the game now. There's very it's just it's it's nuts. It just is nuts. It's so you get past your obligatory character ones, you know. So obviously, you know, Leia Bush is there. They're, they're doing um an offer for Aiden. Then there's GL Ray calendar A, B, and C. I mean, yeah, that's that's nice, but you know, it's kind of like well, it's what it is. Is it's a road ahead week, so people yeah. are going, and with it being a what I've surmised as a popular road ahead week, of course they're mm-hmm. gonna you know put the offers on there because people are gonna be like, oh, I may come back to the game. Hell, Run yeah. DMV messaged us and said, I may come back to the game because of the because of what I read in the road ahead. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to seeing what it was. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's 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 a great. I think I think that the um, I think that the uh, I think that the six day calendars um, for GL Ray are are great. Um, the price for them isn't too bad. It's not great, but it's not too bad uh, because what I mean, or you are just getting the character there. You got to remember that you're just getting the character Dark Knight. Um, so you, you're getting seven star characters, all the seven star characters required in order to move forward with going for GL Ray, but that doesn't mean the gear though. And let's not forget all those characters and need relic. to be what relic three, four yeah. and five, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm actually going, I'm actually relicking the characters for GL Ray on my old account, like at, at such a ridiculously slow pace. Cause I haven't played the game and on that account for like five days now, <laughs> but I am going. So I, 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 you know, the pain of going through the relic levels, maybe they'll do, um, maybe they'll do a GL Ray calendar, A, B, C and D and E, but for the relicking, you know, so that people can, effectively buy why not just call it why not just call it galactic legend calendar or galactic legend relicking calendar and it gives you every single piece every 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 single thing if they did a 30-day calendar for agl that was like a hundred bucks or something stupid like that I, i think i think a lot of the um the next generation of whales and krakens would would eat that stuff up I do genuinely think they would eat that stuff. I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of screwed when it comes to mods, but because <laughs> getting a GL that quick, you've got all those characters, they're all relict, and you've got your GL, but you're probably you're not going to have the, the greatest mods, in, despite the fact that they've got rid of everything that's underneath, you know, five stars. So, because we remember we were talking about that in the last show. When 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 Crumb dropped that, that was beautiful. That was wonderful. Oh yeah, it was one of the best best. Qual- I mean, that is the best quality of life that Swagger has done to the game since they moved the um since they moved the the free gear all the way to the front. <laughs> you know, you used to open the store and you'd have to scroll all the way to the end to get your uh, to get your free card, and then they changed it and they moved it right to the front. Greatest QOL ever. 
Um, but this is definitely up there. So, um, nice. yeah, no, the, the calendar stuff for the GLs is great. The gear stuff. Um, obviously, they've got countless um, offers in. There's there's uh, crystal offers and money offers in there for, for Datacrons. Lando's still in there. Um, yeah. Sh- the ship stuff. I mean, there's so, I mean, there are so many offers in here at the moment. It, it, it's just nuts. Ship offers just. Oh uh, yes, I'm re- I'm ready to jump into the uh, kit here. Oh, you uh, got the kit up? Okay, yeah. okay. I will right. stop doing filler. So, uh, basic for Bush is deal special damage to target enemy, inflicted thermal detonator for two turns. If the leader slot is hut cartel, the attack cannot be evaded. If the ally in the leader slot is a bounty hunter, so not not if the uh, if the ally in the leader slot. I don't think that she counts for it. Uh, probably does. Um, but the way that they worded it, it shouldn't. If the ally in the leader slot is a bounty hunter, inflict defense down for two turns. If it's Bush's turn, the ally in the leader slot is smuggler. Attack again. Inventive is the special one with a cooldown of three. Final text, deal special damage to all enemies and detonate all thermal detonators. Then inflict a new thermal detonator for two turns. What if she? What if you bring in the Jawa engineer to just throw more detonators? That's what's going to be fun about it. The theory craft. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, final text for, uh, and, and that's it. Special one and basic. I would have put unique one instead of fear or uh, uh, special one inventive as. She's holding a thermal detonator. I would have put that yeah. as the title. Yeah. Of the, of the yeah. I thought that yeah. too. All right. Uh, unique one. Fearless has a Zeta. Boosh is immune to fear. Flat out. Doesn't matter. At the start of battle, Boosh gains one stack of my kind of scum until the end of the battle, which can't be copied, dispelled, or prevented. At the start of the encounter, all enemies gain deadly bluff, where Boosh's abilities gain uh, additional effects um, when using the uh, character. Uh, if an enemy with deadly bluff was inflicted with any thermal detonators, inflict an additional thermal detonator for two turns. If all allies were Hut Cartel at the start of the battle, enemies with deadly bluff can't attack out of turn. And if they both have deadly bluff and thermal detonator, they lose 25 speed. Anti-Imperial Troopers meta right there. So you can't take... If, if Bush is there... Your Imperial Troopers are not going to stop a Bounty Hunter team. Or Hut Cartel team. But, I mean, you've got plenty in there. Um, If the ally in leader slot is Cartel and not a Galactic Legend, Bush is immune to turn meter manipulation. That's uh, That's not an Omicron. Bush will assist once per turn whenever another hut cartel uh, ally uses an ability during their turn and the target enemy has deadly bluff. My kind of scum is also a plus 10% max health and defense. There is no cap on that so far that I've read. Unique two, Ubi's. How do you the hell do you say this, Neil? What? Ubisi Ogoyan Cloak. 
I don't know because I'm I'm having trouble finding the uh, the kit on the website. Oh, it's 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 on the uh, um. It was also in the developer insight. It's below the developer insight. One page instead below of the two developer insight for what? For for Boosh. Here, I'm going to send it to you real quick. Yeah, just just send me the link. It's too early in the morning. My coffee hasn't kicked in yet. <laughs> Final text. And it, this does have the arm. Okay, what word were you asking me to? Uh, it was this. This is you talking about the kit reveal? Is it unique? Yeah, or, at the bottom of that, unique to Ubisi special okay, Agoigan cloak. That's what I think. Anyway, all right. Yes, I have it. Ubisi Agoigan cloak. Okay, I do have it pronounced correctly. Bush and Lightside Smuggler allies gain 5% armor penetration, 15% offense, 10% potency, and they gain 10 speed. If the ally in the leader slot is Hut Cartel, Bush and Lightside Smuggler allies are immune to ability block and stun. And That's the bonuses are doubled. Yes, I know, I know Bob. That's it's this this character seems to patch a lot of holes for offensive teams yeah it's gonna be interesting where people put her because she may not be in a java team because maybe she'll make another team even better yeah you know she's very uh diverse and light side smuggler allies gain plus 20 percent critical chance and this was the big thing that a lot of people were like oh this points to a raid <laughs> While in raids, the max cooldown of inventive is reduced by one. If the ally in the leader slot is Hut Cartel, when Fearless inflicts a thermal detonator, all Hut Cartels gain 10% armor penetration, max, uh, stacks 20 times, 20% offense, stacks 20 times, 20% potency, stacks 20 times, and 10 <clears throat> speed, stacks 10 times. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I must admit, I'm a, li I'm a little bit disappointed in this. I was... I was still kind of keep keeping my fingers crossed and hoping beyond hope that they would do the um, the more rational thing with regards to uh, Omicrons and kind of do a QOL change where we've got PVE Omicrons and we've got PVP Omicrons, you know? Because they keep, oh, here's one for a raid. Oh, here's one for TB. Oh, here's one for Territory Wars. Oh, here's one for GAC. Would have just been so much easier to say, you know what, let's just split them down the middle. These ones will work on PVE and these ones will work on PVP because then more people would invest. I think more people would have invested in them. That was all. I would but invest would... in Datacrons if I could actually use them instead yeah. of, you know, seeing somebody put down their Datacron. That's an FU defense. And I can't play with my toys. Anyway. No, no. There's an FU defense and then there's FU defense with Datacrons. You know, at least you could look at an FU defense and go, oh, my God, this is going to be such a pain in the ass. But it was a challenge. Now, but now you see an FU defense and there's like level six to level nine data cons on them. And you're like, I'm not even going to bother. Yeah. Or, or you take or you hit you hit the team that you know that you're going to have the most trouble with. Um, and then all your teams get eaten up by that one. And then you think to yourself, yeah, this is no fun. Bollocks to. uh the, yep. the the words that never come out of my mouth ever bollocks <laughs> bollocks to GAC. Okay, but talking about new raid real quick, why wouldn't they be bringing out a new one? Why the heck would you want to put a a raid Omicron on a new character? 
because if you're getting this character, you're most likely already doing not, all grades. Not everything is for everyone, Neil. Uh, Bob, not that everything is, is for everyone. If you are a new it's like, player, it's, it's, it's like all, all it's it's just like all Star Wars content, Bob. Not everything is for every Star Wars fan, but there is something for every Star Wars fan. And at the Do same that. time, not everything is for every level of player. This may not, until a new raid is re ever released, this may not be something that the end game player is going to use. And even then, they may not use it. But you bet your bottom dollar somebody's going to put it on for the tank raid because they can't sim it yet. Yeah. No, I, I just I just think that they're... they're, they're... I don't think that this is regarding a new raid. I think that this is just for the existing raid because look at look at all of that extra. You know, um, the uh, the extra armor penetration goes up to max two hundred to a uh, uh, max four hundred percent on the. It, this is this is for this is to make um, bounty hunters and maybe the hut cartel people that the bounty hunters that have been retagged hut cartel actually useful in the um, rank in the crankle. Yep. Because th th think think how many think how many uh, relic bounty hunters and hut cartel people have in their account now, but they just absolutely suck on the Crankor raid. With this <laughs> character, they might actually be able to do some decent damage in you know some of the stages. So I I think that this is for Crankor, not for the um, the new raid, because the new raid is going to be a ship raid, and it is still well. I say it's still going to be next year. But all of this stuff that they've released, I was saying that they were going to release next year, and they're bringing it all forward. So maybe they bring a ship raid forward. This is not for this Omicron is not for ship raids. This Omicron is for Crankor. Uh, that's what I believe anyway. Well, from something they said in the road ahead, which we'll get to, I'm not going to say anything about that. But something makes me think that the next raid will be a mix between ground. They, they and have talked ship. about no, no, that. that. They could apps. Uh, we we talked about this over. Um, I mean, I talked about this over three years ago. The best type, the the uh, best type of new raid would be a mix. The Return of the Jedi one would be best if the um, you know, it, it switched between the space battle against the Death Star and the ground battle on Endor. Yeah. So you'd have two stages. So you'd have two stages um, in space, and then you would have two stages on the uh, you know, two stages on the ground. Like with with the 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 penultimate stage being blowing up. With the pe 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 uh, penultimate stage bit blowing up the facility on Endor, and then the final being, you know, the Death Star inside inside the Death Star inside the Death Star. That would be cool. Well, speaking of a payoff, <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bush's payout is whenever Bush receives rewards, they gain inflict thir three. Thermal detonators for two turns on all allies. Ambidextrous assault and inventive, the only two abilities that she has, inflicts one additional therm thermal detonator until the end of battle. If all allies were hot cartel at the start of the battle, the cooldown of inventive is reset and the max cooldown is reduced by one. So it inventive then becomes every other turn. And you can use it right away, kind of like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Kind of like Boba Fett. The leader gives all bounty hunter allies 
25% max health and protection. An additional. Enemies with deadly bluff lose 25% tenacity. And at the end of each turn, dispel all buffs on enemies with both bluff and detonator. And what you have to do is defeat an enemy with damage from a ther thermal detonator to get their contract popped. Any any thoughts on the kit overall before we get to the road ahead? Um, as far as me, uh, I think it's a, okay. I don't think it's too crazy, but like like the white side thing makes me wonder where she what else she can do in other teams. Um, you know, it's pretty cool, not the craziest, but just as a character, uh, I'm I'm so excited. Croissant and this uh, Lando. Um, those are my Hondos, you know what I mean? And I've been wanting these for so long. Nothing, if I can, nothing if equates I can, to Hondo. <laughs> if I can get four Lama Zuckus um, in here, I'm good for what, life. Uh, what was the what was the rework that, that did? I mean, did, they did a rework to Mob Enforcer. Was the Mob Enforcer rework actually any good, or was it's it? Ac it's actually really I, interesting. You'll I've see seen, it here on the road ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I've seen that Mob Enforcer's um, art changed. But let's take a two-minute break. Quick two-minute yeah. break. After this, um, after that, we'll be right back um, with the road ahead. With a live watching, yes. With the live watching and reading of the road ahead right here on the Escape Pod cast. HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including after-show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind-the-scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash The Escape Pod, and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. You're listening to the Escape Podcast. Welcome back, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that was a, that was a, that was a great break, Paul. That was I a really were, really good break. It was an amazing I we were break. Going into one. <laughs> one. One of the best breaks I think we've ever had. That wasn't it. 
Uh, I mean, the commercials were all the same and everything else was the same. Exactly. And, yeah. It's still my sister doing Patreons, Patreon, uh, um, the, the Patreon ad. Yep. So uh, let's get into the road ahead. I'm going to go through the, uh, go through the. Let's... You don't want to watch the video first. The video should be first. The video should be first. Yeah. I, everybody tells me that there's more in the video than the written yeah. one. So maybe we should watch the written one for the, watch the video first. Most All right. Well, let's pop, version. let's pop that over there. Uh, let me uh, bring Bob in front of the video there. All right. There we go. You want to, you want to do a, you want to do a countdown? Yes, so we're we're gonna well, I mean we're gonna pause and stop and all that, but people are gonna be able to listen along uh, if they're listening on the podcast right mm-hmm. now in three, two, one. Table Heroes, my name is Tuscan no, Meathead, and I'm here to talk to you about all things Star Wars Galaxy Heroes in this September's Road Ahead. Now, there is a lot, and I mean a lot, to go over, so grab yourself a tasty beverage and a lot of snacks, and let's get right into it. All right, folks, now on to the first topic of the State of the Road. We're going to discuss Jabba the, the Hutt. The State of the Road. We are fortunate <laughs> enough to have designer CG Mouse in-house to discuss all things, the kit, what to expect from Jabba okay, so the Hutt, and not only kit. that, but the last requirements you're going to need to get Jabba the Hutt. So without further ado, CG Mouse, oh, we're doing this. Take it away. We're doing this, folks. Just take it away, CG Mouse. So the things that make Jabba unique and special is, first of all, he's going to be our first non-Force-sensitive galactic legend. In addition to that, he's going to be our first support galactic legend. Now, as you've probably seen with the introduction of Kersantan, we did introduce the Hutt Cartel faction, and that was all in preparation for Jabba, who's going to be really tying that faction together with powerful benefits, mechanics, and He's got a little uh, crumb there with him. One of the things that Jabba does for the Hutt Cartel faction and for bounty hunters is he ushers in a new meta involving thermal detonators. As you've already seen with the addition of Bausch, we've started to increase the amount of thermal detonators that are in the game, and Jabba's just going to crank that up and have additional mechanics for that, including the ability to reduce the effectiveness of healing if an enemy has a thermal detonator on them. Yeah, it's important to note that while Jabba is a support galactic legend, he's not a pacifist galactic legend. All right, I'm, I'm, pa- I'm pausing here really quick. It's a okay, thermal... Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a thermal detonator centric kit Urz really needs to get back into this especially because of of how he won that one battle using the Jawas against the Geonosians and oh the money <laughs> as much as I'd love to see Urz, Urz return to the game it's not going to happen Yeah, I, I talked to him about that this past week alright starting back up at 3, 2, 1 Victorious mob boss himself is not out there slapping people around. He is enforcing his goons with powerful buffs and directing them and controlling the flow of combat very effectively through a variety of mechanics, including debuffs. Uh, you might notice in his kit, and you're going to see a nice appearance of a one salacious crumb as he comes out and starts spreading thermal detonators to the enemy team. This is one of the thermal ways that will actually increase detonators. mastery across his entire team. So the ultimate for Jabba the Hutt should be a fan favorite as it's going to introduce the Rancor. 
Now what this is going to do is against most targets, non-galactic legends and non-raid bosses, is it's going to actually instantly defeat them and help empower Java's team. Now this is a repeatable ultimate that you can use multiple times throughout the fight. Against galactic legends and against raid bosses, this will have unique and different mechanics and interactions to help still provide a significant amount of power to the team. So you get In addition the, the to that, ultimate Jabba is the Hutt throwing him to a rank large character, yeah. and he will have unique ability I mean, which actually communicates no that. Now, what this means in gameplay terms is that he can't game. actually be used in the allies. Yeah, we really wanted to draw an inspiration that Jabba the Hutt is a gritty crime boss who sends others to do the dirty work, but he is actually the one who benefits. And you'll see inspirations for that throughout the entire game. The last set of his requirements are now live, and we could not be more excited for you to get hands on Jabba the Hutt. One of the most iconic um, characters uh, in all of Star Wars. Like in addition to Jabba having strong ties in the meta, we've also made sure to give him very potent yeah, abilities and effects that will allow him to have an extra um, edge in modes such as territory battle on, um, and raids. <laughs> this utility is first seen okay, in bored. the Hoth territory battle and the dark side genesis battle going, where we're actually so. adding new nodes that can only accept Jabba the Hutt but in addition to that, he'll have a plethora of abilities that are very specifically tuned to give him an edge in territory battle and raid environments. Next up on today's journey to the center of the galaxy's path is a topic many of you have reached out to me for, either DM, PM, Pigeon, Fox, those little notes that you would pass in grade school for those of you old enough to know what those are. Uh, but today we get to announce that for you. A territory battle. That's right, folks. There is a new Yay! territory battle coming to Galaxy of Heroes. And earlier this week, we were able to sit down with the lead designer and catch up on all things TB. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump right into that and get all the details. Hi, I'm Luke. I'm a game designer here at Capital Games. All right, Games. so we need to get Luke um, Hoffman on yes, this show. Yes, I am named just saying. Why? Uh, and I'm working on the new territory battle. With the Decided to uh, share some details. No, because he's the yeah, territory, uh, battle territory battle designer. Territory battle three will be the oh, right, first okay. one. Um, that allows you to use both dark and light side characters in the same event. Um, it will feature multiple paths, um, a light side path, a dark side path, and a mixed path uh, that will follow kind of uh, scoundrels and bounty neutral hunters. Pa and, neutral, uh, please. Job of the Hut, our new GL, will be, uh, will be very important there as well. Um, so rather than having it uh, set on a single area, single planet, like Genosis and Hoth were, uh, this one will be galaxy-wide. You'll be hopping from planet to planet, uh, kind of following the rise of the Empire uh, in the aftermath of Revenge of the Sith um, and leading into A New Hope. Yeah, the light side will focus on the Jedi. Right. I, I'm, I'm, pa I'm pausing it there for a second. The new territory battle is going to focus between Rogue, essentially Revenge of the Sith slash Rogue One and A New Hope. Yep. So, I mean, we have seen this covered multiple times also in comics. So that's exciting. Yep. Uh, escaping from the Empire, uh, following the path, going through and meeting rebel cells, um, seeking safety, seeing the beginnings of the Empire with groups like Phoenix Squadron, um, all the way up to um, the, the Battle of Yavin. Uh, the dark side path will follow all the way from Mustafar, you know, Va the birth of Vader, effectively, um, through the beginning of the Inquisitorius, uh, and all the way through the construction of the, the first Death Star. 
As we've mentioned previously, Jabba the Hutt is going to be very important in territory battles. Um, this one is obviously no exception. He will be very important, especially along that middle mixed path, the, the scoundrels and smugglers path. Um, definitely recommend the scoundrels and smugglers path. Okay. We've created this new map uh, in a way that is extensible and updatable over time. Uh, so we intend to release new planets and new zones uh, and follow along with the storyline that Disney is telling um, of, in, with some of their new shows that's that are coming out too. and some of their new content that's coming out. Um, and some the of the new, new games stuff. that are coming yeah. out, for instance. No, hold on. Can you pause um, so over time, you okay. new zones. He, he said okay, I, pa I pause. He said it's extensible and updatable. That's, yes. So I think you should look a lot into that because that means they can keep adding, changing it, and you might not need that's, a new I mean, anymore. That's both good and bad. That has positives and negatives. Um, uh, positive in the sense that, you know, they, they can add nodes. Like they said, they can change planets. They can add nodes. They can extend the, the light side, the dark side, or the middle line. Um, it, good that it can keep it interesting. Bad that they could um, introduce an entirely new faction that's all light side, all dark side, or all in the middle, and then extend the raid to that node so that you can only do it if you buy and then gear this new faction that they release. So good, but it has some serious, uh, you know, it's, there are some serious whale and crackening. Um, uh, that's <laughs> that, true. That could that's potentially, that, that they, it's a, <clears throat> it's a bit like, um, uh, it's a bit like the, the Groundhog Day meme. Think about it. You know, the Groundhog Day meme is constant every single time they do a galactic challenge that's Inquisitors. I see that meme. Well, <laughs> it's Groundhog Day again, because it is. It's just, you know, so can right. you imagine what a new node every time they introduce a new faction would be? Oh, here's a new that. light side node. Let's extend the territory battle. But, you know, you need them all at Relic 5. Oh, we've got a new dark side faction. Let's extend the dark side of this territory. Mm, so good, yes, but, you know, there are some serious implications so should we keep watching yeah let's keep watching in three two one um and hopefully new rewards to go along with them so this is designed for some of our top end guilds um pretty much anyone who is getting the lion's share of the rewards from geonosis is going to be ready to enter the, this territory battle um, we see this as the next evolution um in that system so when designing this territory battle, we wanted to give players a way to utilize their entire roster at any given time. Uh, this both allows you to use some of your new TV Omicrons more frequently than the dark side, light side battles um, that are separated, um, and allows you to kind of stretch into new teams, which we think uh, part of the difficulty will be finding the best ways to utilize your roster and the most efficient means possible for each phase. Um, as well as dealing with some of the modifiers and enemies that we've created. At launch... I, I paused. We, we've what heard, you got? We, we've, we've heard this before. I, um, no, nothing against this developer. That you can use the, your roster? Nothing, not, nothing against this developer, but we've heard this twice before. We heard this with Galactic Challenges, and we heard this with Galactic Conquest, and we know now that that is complete and utter balls. So... When he says you're going to be at no, no, you're not going to be at use your entire roster. It's going to be very, very faction specific, high level relics. So, so people aren't going to be able to use all their roster for this. So, I mean, I understand he's got a script, 
you know, and he has to follow that. This is not me having a go at him. This is me having a go at CG telling him to say this. Oh, you're going to be... No, you're, you're not. We we all know this. We were told it two times before, and it was wrong two times before. So, no, I, I don't believe that for a second. I mean... You mean what? Being able to use your roster and having a roster strong <laughs> enough are two different things. You so use... as long as they have the ability to use whatever you want, with the exception of this node requires Java or this node requires standing on one foot, you know, that kind of thing. Thank you, HBeard, for the follow. Um, as long as we have that sort of thing, it's not... He is speaking the truth. You can use your entire roster. You might not be good with it, but you can use your entire roster. Semantics. That is that poor. You using a semantic argument, that that's 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 low. That's below the belt. That's well below the belt. <laughs> using you, logic. No, no, no semantic arguments allowed to be used regarding Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Oh, that's I, I, not I'm, I'm sorry that I've made sense. Let's go you, back you to You can it. use all of them. Yeah, of course you can use all of them in challenges and all of them in conquest. Doesn't mean they're going to do anything. You know, I could put my full team of Jawas in challenges. It's still not going to do anything. They're going to get wiped out straight away. Exactly. You know? All right, back, back to this. Uh, there will be an exclusive character available via this territory battle. It will be the third sister, Riva, uh, for your Inquisitorious squads. Okay. I think that players will be pleasantly surprised. All right, Riva announced. So Riva's going to be the reward for this? Riva's going to be the... Uh, I don't know if that's the only reward. I would hope not. Where the hell is Hondo? You're going to need three... The, if, if they... They're going to need three rewards. If they're going to do a light side trail, a dark side trail, and kind of one in the middle, I would expect Reaver to be like the reward for the dark, dark side, side line. Yeah. And then they would need to have a reward for the light side line and a reward for the middle one. Just just, just like we have. I mean, we would we would get two rewards on the... Uh, we, we had two rewards well, let, on let, the... Let's um, continue on. We, we've only, yeah, yeah, let's keep going. Let's keep going prized by this territory battle it's got a great new look um we're putting in some new systems to support things like ships and characters uh battles in the same zones uh, we're giving you new ways to use your uh, complete rosters uh and some new rewards so okay pause pausing again ships and and ground in the same area this is what i was talking about as far as what would be implemented for a new so rate. so you are using your entire roster neil in order to max out a zone. You know, we'll see. I do Maybe have to use my ships as well, and I just can't beat it with only ground units. Or, you know, only ships go up there. Anyway. Yeah, they're, 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 this is, this is they're, they're doing this, they're going for the... You remember last year with the Legends event? It was it was a, it was a build up towards the event actually occurring on December. You remember the Star Killer? Yeah, yeah, the Star Killer. It sounds like that's what they're doing for this raid. So there's going to be a build up for the raid to be released in you know at the beginning of December, just like they did with the Star Killer event. Yeah, Let, let's uh, let's see what else we got here. Should be really exciting. Uh, as far as timeline, we're shooting for the end of the year with this new territory battle. Obviously, it's still end in of development. The year. 
so we'll see where that lands, but hopefully you will be playing it this year. All right, folks, we are down to the last two topics in the condition of the Star Avenue. This one, probably one that I'm extremely excited for. It's mods re-rolling. It's a new feature coming out, and we were lucky enough. Mod not really lucky enough. We okay. kind of forced them to sit down, but that's another story for another day. But we're going to sit down with the feature producer for this, CG Waffle King. I'm here to talk to you today about a brand new feature that's coming out in the next couple weeks on our next large release. It's called Mods Calibrate, and it's going to allow you to transfer substats from a mod to give you a better chance at rolling a great mod or a perfect mod. This is a very powerful system that will allow you to affect your 6E to 6A mods. Each one of those mods at the different levels has an amount of rolls that you'll be able to use, and as you slice that mod up, it's going to allow you to unlock more rolls. Don't worry guys, if you already have mods that are at 6A, all of those rolls will already be applied. So to anyone who's already taken a mod to 6A, those rolls will automatically be opened up for you. So you can go ahead and use any of the mods that you've already spent a bunch of time investing into and perfecting. So pausing right there. You can yeah. already, you know, perf you can perfect your mods. Essentially, they're bringing Datacron rerolls to mods now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, a Kraken is now going to be able to fine-tune a mod. That's what I was God. thinking, too. <laughs> this, this is just, just going to make the tip of the... It, the gap that... I mean, don't get me... Hey, this is great because, the, the you know, pe people that, um, people that uh, have to continuously save up for these resources and, you know, they don't quite get those rolls for 6A, this is going to be great for them. The, the thing is, the whales and the Krakens already have accounts loaded with six A's. So this is, oh my God, it's, it's the gap, the competitive gap between pay to win and free to play is getting bigger and bigger. And bigger. this is going to open up an absolute chasm because you know, every whale and Kraken is going to go through all of their eight, all their GL teams, and they're going to re-roll all of their 6A mods for every single one of their G so that they can, yes. Yeah, so, oh, wow. It's yeah. going to be scary. Great. <laughs> It's, oh, don't get me wrong. I think that, it, that it's a really, really good move, but it is going to open a Grand Canyon-sized chasm yeah. between the pay-to-win and the free-to-play. And he uses the word powerful many, many times. <laughs> yeah, that 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 top 500, um, that top 500, hell, that top 5,000 is going to get up. Is going to become a lot harder to get into on um, GAC. Bodie says it's an it's a capped reroll, not like Data Crowns where you can reroll like thirty times. So limited rerolls. I know that you can reroll only a certain amount of times, but that doesn't stop somebody from buying a mod, leveling it up, going. This is crap. Reroll, 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 reroll. Okay, I finally got something good. Put it on the shelf. You know, 99 bottles of beer on the wall, take one down, pass it around, 98 bottles of beer on the wall. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. going to just the, continue. The, I, I, but Bodie says it's capped. And I, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, sure. But you got to remember there's only four starts. There's only four secondary starts. So you you only need three re-roll. You know, if, if you're going, if you're trying to re-roll to one of the starts, you know, from one of the other three, then, you know, if they if they're capping it at three or four or five, it doesn't. You're going to be within inside the re-roll cap in order to re-roll the stat that you specifically you know want to. Maybe you've already got twenty five speed on it, 
and there is protection and flat offense and offense percentage, and you're like, right, I, I want I want to re-roll. I don't want that protection. I want to re-roll it so that it's either flat offense or offense percentage. You know that the speed's not going to re-roll already because it's already maxed out at five. So mm, capping the re-rolls, I don't think are going to um, be that much of an issue. Tommy one one and two says it all depends if they sell the mats or not. Of course they're going to sell course. the mats. Of course, of course they're going to sell the mats. <laughs> all right, let's. This is a on. really really cool going. feature. We're very excited about it, and we cannot wait for it to come out in the next couple weeks. We know that mods are important to people and there's been a lot of investments that have made into it and we really, really took that into consideration as we built out Calibrate. Calibrate is a very powerful tool that's going to allow you to take those good mods and make them great and take your great mods and make them perfect. It was important to us to make sure that players felt that the investment that they had already put into these mods was going to remain. And so none of the stats on right. a mod will ever change with this new calibration system. You're still dealing with the exact same stats, but it gives you the option to now take those mods and tune them to a place where you get some extra chances at making great rolls, really high level speeds, high level defense. And that's important to us because we wanted to make sure that you as players understood that this system only makes your mods better. It only makes your mods better. Go ahead, Neil. What were you yeah. going to say? No, 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 no. Just just that it's not going to change. It's not going to change the secondary stats. It looks like it's changing the... Um, the tertiary the, stats. It, yeah, it, 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 it looks... Yeah, it, it, it's... it's it's No, no, no. It's changing the, uh, the the mod itself, isn't it? You, It was a speed, and then it changed to an offense with the calibrate. So the, all of the secondary they, they stats They chose remain. one of them. They chose one of the secondary stats. That's what I saw, too. Yeah, they like, chose sure. one of the secondary stats, yes. Yeah. Maybe we're at different points. As you calibrate mods, you are going yeah, to be able I've to keep started. and discard stats. So if you get a roll that you don't like, you'll be able to keep the one that you had. So no matter what, you will always be making a mod better. It is important to us yeah, that you guys feel that secondary this feature stat. is something yeah. that helps you along your mod's journey and creates a really fun experience as you interact with mods. The new system calibration is going to use a brand new currency called mod attenuators. These mod attenuators are only used for calibration. There will be no other materials that you are required to put in to use this new system. And that is very important to us because we want you to be able to use just this new currency to continue down the mods journey and upgrade your great mods to perfect and your good mods to great. It's very important to us that you can focus on your ships and characters without thinking about using those materials to also upgrade your, upgrade your mods. With this new Calibrate feature and the suite of quality of life improvements that are coming in the next release, we are very excited to see players get to interact with mods in a brand new way, make it much easier for you players to invest, to tune, and to sell all of the mods that you have in your inventory, creating a much better experience while using our mod system. I hope you guys enjoy this system as much as we have building it. All right, heroes, we finally made the last topic on this boulevard concerning the advancement of the Star System Highway. All right, I'm, I'm, he's advancement of the Star System Highway. So, yeah, he has been uh, mispronouncing it during the entire video. But uh, I'm going to uh, really quick uh, answer HBRDD. Why does he have to explain it? He sounded like he was trying to sell the audience on this idea. I mean, the audience was already sold if you are hardcore about your mods. So it's more informing people that, hey, those crappy mods that you're, you know, that you've you've got sitting on Mob Enforcer could finally become actually useful. That at least that's my opinion, Neil. 
No, the uh, the the changes that they're making to mods are. Um, th th this is not. Um, I I don't actually think that this is an end game. This is it's end game for new whales and krakens, not for end game whales and krakens. Not people that have been playing six years. This is. Uh, I think that this is geared primarily towards the next generation of whales and krakens that have maybe only been playing for two or three years that have two or three GLs, but they still, because they've only been playing for a couple of years, they still don't have that great mod infrastructure for their roster. You've got the, you've got the, uh, the, the, challenges the mod challenges you're only going to get five dot mods there and they brought this change in so you're going to be able to get a really really good mod set much much earlier in the game than was previously possible see we're looking at this now and we're looking at you know we've got ross you know we've got mods coming out of our ears because we've been playing it for donkey's years yeah uh, unfortunately people that have only been playing this for two or three years maybe even four don't have the same amount of decent mods that somebody that's been playing this game for six years. I mean, my main account has got loads of great mods, so I'm looking forward to this. We, um, we but, have... Uh, we have people that have been playing this earlier that have got three G... They're, they're going to be able to do square all their GLs away. All right. We got we to uh, play the rest of it here. Okay. Um, um, so here we go. Phase one yeah. economy Let's changes. Go. That's right. We are about to discuss all things that we'll be doing to wrap up phase one economy changes as well as mod economy changes... Uh, in this update. Uh, so Meathead, take it away. All right, thanks Meathead. SB Crumb here with the last topic for today's Road Ahead, economy changes. First up, I wanna talk about some mod economy changes that are coming with the next title update, which is obviously gonna be tied into all these awesome things that are coming for mods. We just heard from Kaylee about mods calibration, and we mentioned in the last day of the galaxy all those really great quality of life stuff that's happening as well. But we also wanna make mods more accessible for all players. And that means more quality mods and more resources to move them from 5A to 6A. So the first step of this was replacing those 3 and 4 dot mods from the last tier of the mod challenges with 5 dot mods. This means more quality mods for you to work with. You don't have to go back and sell all those 3 and 4 dot mods just every time you, you, you sim those things. And you're just going to get more mods in general that you can work with. The second change to mod challenges is that we're changing the drop rate for all shapes to be equal. In the past, certain shapes like triangles were less common, and that led to some difficulty when you're trying to get the right set for each character and the right set of mods for your entire squad. There's so many different combinations of primaries you could get for those that it would make it really hard the to get the right set of triangles sometimes. Equal. And they were just a little more scarce than we wanted them to be. The next big change is we're adding slice materials from 6E to 6A to mod battle nodes. Uh, these resources will be spread across those nodes just like you have the Mark 1 stuff, uh, but now you can farm these slice materials from nodes instead of only earning them from events. This can be a big deal for helping you get more mods up to 6A uh, in a much faster fashion uh, than you have in the past. The last piece related to mods is the overhaul of the mod store. We're trying to make the mod store a much better experience, and we're starting to look by like at the pricing and the quality of mods that are in those stores. Uh, we're going to keep the same currencies that you already used to purchase mods, but there'll be things like no more 4-dot mods in the store, um, we're adding in slicing materials to the mod store, and then weekly shipments will get mod slice materials for things like shard shop currency. Slicing so you're going to get more quality mods from those mod challenges, and that you get more nice. materials to upgrade them with the slice materials in the store, Sli or also just from using the mod battles and farming those there. Nice so making, that should make mods much more accessible for players across the board. 
While those are the main changes we're having phase from Matsukami, comic, that's not all I have to talk about today. We're also working on wrapping up the phase one of the gear changes. They're wrapping There's a couple things up. we talked about a while back, and we want to make sure we wrap up all those things before we move, it, move towards anything else. So the first one of those things is increasing the drop rate for gear on hard nodes with character shards. Oftentimes you have to kind of choose between do you want to farm character shards or gear, and we're going to make that a lot easier so you can actually get some gear while you're farming those character shards. The second thing we talked about a while back was also the mm. rotating tile and shipments that contains core gear. So this just means you're going to get more core gear on a regular basis from those shipments. There's a third piece we also mentioned that's the last final thing before we wrap up all of our phase one gear changes, and that is the territory battle rewards flattening, which means the folks who are getting less than the max stars will get more rewards, while the people at the top who are getting max stars are going to get, get the same set of rewards. We're not ready to talk about that right now, as we just announced the new territory battle, and it probably makes more sense to talk about that as we approach the release of the new territory battle. So stay tuned for more on that, and that'll be the final wrap of phase one gear changes that I'm it. super stoked we can that, finally get past. It. Yeah. All right, that's it for me today and talking about comedy changes. Back to you, Ken. All right, so I'll, I'll, I'll pause it there. Thank you, Bob. I appreciate that. So um, thanks for looking out for us. <laughs> Always. That's why I'm here. I know. Um, so... <laughs> I mean, thoughts disappointing. on it. Disappointing. Really? Yeah. I'm excited about a new territory battle. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's going to be. Oh like. no, sorry. No, no, no. Not the not disappointing the entire road ahead. I'm just talking about the phase one gear changes. Very disappointing. And did, did you notice the last thing Crumb said? He was like, I don't know what he said exactly, but you could tell he was like, so we can finally get past this. This is this this phase one the the phase one the phase one gear change. This is this is a this is a band aid. I, I I yeah because we've been asking for this for so long. I mean, we, we we've been if I don't, you know I've I've been on many many a podcast and I've I've chatted with people. I mean, just doing the hard nodes. I mean, come on, that that's that that's that's cheap. The the it. it <laughs> That's cheap. They should have been doing the easy ones as well. You, know, you, sh are still you shouldn't a have to farm. Oh, golden eyeballs. You I mean, yeah, it's all still a problem, though. Yeah. Shouldn't have to farm an art. You shouldn't have to farm a hard node in order to get the core gear faster. You know, we want to be able to do. I'm normal, done with you know, characters. The six, the eights, the tens. <laughs> but instead, we're going to be on twelves. And sixteens and twenty. It's yes. I'm I'm very very disappointed in the uh, in the final phase. What I really thought they they should have just done. If they just done the easy and the hard nodes, I, I I'd be happy. I'd be I'd be looking at that. Go. That's what we wanted. That's what we've been asking for for a year. You know, faster drop rates. You know, higher drop rates on across all nodes so that we can get that core gear faster. All right, we are. So we are way behind, Bob. Yeah. Any any issues? Any any uh, any mistakes? Nope. You read and watched perfectly today. <laughs> I was proud of you. <laughs> Thank you so you much. Good. All right. So uh, coming up after this, um, I actually sat down with this person three days ago, had dinner with them, and invited them on the show, and they accepted. Gridden. We'll be on the show right after these messages right here on the Escape Pod cast. Hotbot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. 
With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or Territory Wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. With tiered rewards, including access to Shitty Bill's Arena tracking bot, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P A T R E O N dot com, slash the escape pod, and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to the Escape Podcast. Podcast for kids. It's really cool. Hello there, Potawans, and welcome back to another episode of Storytime with Uncle Thad. Well, my friends, she is finally here. We've known she was coming for some time now, and she, Leabouche, scoundrel, bounty hunter, angry woman hellbent on finding the man who refused her advances. Leabouche is coming to Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes as part of the final requirements to unlock galactic legend Jabba the Hutt. But who is Leia Bush and what is her backstory? I am so glad you asked because today she is the focus of our story time. So with that, let's take a look at the Ubi's bounty hunter and see where her story fits in canon. Originally, Boosh was a male Ubiz from Uba 4. Despite his small stature, he worked as a bounty hunter, developing a reputation of being fierce and dangerous, much like Tom Cruise. He even did all his own stunts. But the real Boosh went a little too far when he tried to blackmail the Black Sun Crime Syndicate, and they quietly had him killed, kind of like the Church of Scientology did with the real Tom Cruise. It was at this time that Leia Organa, Chewbacca, and company stumbled upon the corpse of the dead bounty hunter and came up with a plan to free Han Solo. Now, this plan went through a series of different revisions. The first had Luke using the force to marionette the Ubis into the palace, negotiating the release of Han and then escaping before the corpse started to stink. But after a few failed attempts of playing puppet master, Luke thought there must be a better way. He just couldn't get Bush's corpse to drink realistically. So he's like, there's, there's gotta be a better way than this. Next, 
the plucky crew thought about taking the bounty hunter's body to the planet Dathomir and having the Night Sisters do some of their, you know, wicked voodoo magic. The weekend in Bernie's style plan was quickly next because of a love triangle that C-3PO had going on with, you know, a typewriter over there on Dathomir. He just couldn't bring himself to show up to the planet. They tried to disguise a reprogrammed B-1 battle droid to go in wearing the bounty hunter's armor, but the crew was worried that the sociopathic Mr. Bones would just want to kill and create mayhem. They eventually settled upon Leia wearing the armor and faceplate of Boosh, the bounty hunter, and the plan proceeded from there. Disguised as Ubi's bounty hunter, Leia, like the absolute bad mother trucker she was, walked into Jabba's palace and tried to sell Chewbacca for 50,000k. Now, this was all a ruse. Leia didn't condone slavery, and Chewbacca was one of her BFFs. But when Jabba tried to lowball the princess, she was having none of it. She knew how much a Wookiee was worth on the black market. She also knew that Chewbacca was no ordinary Wookiee. And like an absolute baller, she pulls out a thermal detonator and says, Snitch, you're going to pay Boosh his money, or we all going to die. Now, you've got to remember, Leia grew up on the mean streets of Alderaan. She knew her way around a thermal detonator. Long story short, the crew freed Han. Leia regretted not wearing more than a gold bikini under the Boosh costume. Lando almost got shot. Boba got et. And Luke did some aerial acrobatics. It was pretty epic. But with that, let's take a look at Boosh's kit and see how well... The devs developed her in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Now, Leia Boosh is a princess in disguise. She's a light side attacking bounty hunter scoundrel who is pretending to be a member of the Hut Cartel in order to save her brother's best friend, who she is secretly in love with. Well, not so secretly, because the last thing she told him was, I love you. And like a complete baller himself, Han responded, I know. If I were Leia Bush and I had just spent the last year trying to rescue Han, my first question would be, what the hell do you mean I know? Come on now. Anyways. Leia Bush's basic attack is kind of perfect for the princess. With one hand, she pulls out a blaster. With the other hand, a thermal detonator. Can you even begin to guess what she would have whipped out from under that cloak if she had a third hand? I mean, the mind absolutely boggles. Her only other ability not only deals special damage, but also makes all those hard metal balls on her opponents just burst. I mean, all of her opponents just explode. All at the same time. Then she throws more balls at him. Leia Bush's leadership invigorates her allies and demoralizes her enemies. She gives health and protection to her teammates and makes those who oppose her less tenacious. I think it's due to her personal charisma and razor wit. Or maybe her opponents realize that she's just wearing a metal bikini under her cloak. Either way, people are more likely to be affected by her presence. It's like they want Leia to beat them, but that can't be right. Who would want someone in a metal bikini to make you explode just by being near them? I mean, what are the devs thinking? That doesn't make any sense. Now, I know that it's going to sound like I'm focusing pretty hard on Leia's gold swimwear, and I promise that I'm not, or at least no more than 
combat is absolutely necessary. But her first unique is called Fearless. And it is an absolute perfect name for an ability for Leia. Because let's think, take a look at who she is. Not only is she this, like, ballsy space princess, but she's the daughter of Padme, right? Now, not everyone can pull off the whole metal underoo look, but she did. And Padme, she had some pretty wild outfits in her own time. Padme was known for extravagant costumes and elegant evening wear. So it's only fitting, right? What was, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Leia Bouche's first unique, like, it does something. LB's second unique ability is actually a pretty cool, but I think it hints at something even cooler. It gives light side smuggler allies additional armor penetration, offense, potency, and speed. It also makes her allies immune to stun and ability block. It makes sure that her team can perform to the best of their abilities. It's like a shot of Spanish fly and human horn and clam juice and a Red Bull, like all mixed into one and like topped off with some like blue space meth. But it doesn't stop there. Leia Bush has an Omicron attached to this ability that is specific to raids. Now I know we all love going back in time and playing the original Rancor, but does this ability hint at a new raid incoming? Now, Bush's payout allows her to lower the cooldown of her ball-busting special ability so she can use it just about whenever he, whenever she wants. It's it's pretty much every other turn. Well, that's it for me, folks. Stay tuned next week for more story time with Uncle Thad on the Escape Podcast for Kids. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, and I approve this message and am compensated for signups for this service. The world's largest audiobook library is at your fingertips, and the Escape Podcastaways wants you to try it for free. Head on over to escapepodcastaways.com and click the Going Nerdy offer button to claim a free audiobook and two Audible Originals. Cancel anytime, and it's absolutely free to sign up. Check out Audible and support the Escape Podcastaways, all for free. See Audible website for details. Restrictions may apply. Hey there, listeners. Merchandise specialist Critty K here. Do you enjoy the Escape Pod and want to support the channel and get something a little extra for yourself as well? Head on over to tpublic.com slash user slash the Escape Podcast and grab a Team Neil, Team Paul, Critty Play, or many other fun Padawan designs on your choice of shirt, cup, sticker, mask, or even a magnet. And be sure to check out the Mrs. Anthony Shirts channel on the Escape Podcast Discord and get the latest info on the other designs I make as well. Sometimes there's even a sale going on, so it is smart to stop on by. Thank you for supporting the Escape Podcast. Attention, we are receiving an incoming transmission. Attention. Attention. We are receiving an incoming transmission. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Escape Podcast. And this week's special guest, um, you know, he's he's uh he's really good at uh the Mandalorian pinball. He beat me in that. <laughs> but I beat him in skee ball, so I'm I'm you know, I'm happy on on and in that respect. 
the best hair, even though it's covered up right now, in <laughs> Galaxy of Heroes and one of the most down-to-earth, amazing people. I am proud to introduce to you once again, or for the first time, if you've never seen it before, Gridden. How are you, Grid? Hey, guys. Thank you so much again for having me on. It's always a good time being here, and you guys are just way too kind. <laughs> you guys are way too kind. Thank you so much for your kind words. Um, yes, you did win at Ski Ball. I would not tell anybody else. You know, I let you win. That's really, you know, <laughs> that's really what it is. It's not that you absolutely destroyed me or anything. No, no. You, you. It was a close game each and every single time. You won one. I got three. So <laughs> I, you know, I, yeah, no, that's not even close. You destroyed me. <laughs> <laughs> I kept going for the 100s and he as a very sane minded person just rolled for you know he rolled for the 50s 40s, and the 40s, 40s and <laughs> you know crushed it just like nailed everyone I'm like I'm gonna get the 100 like an idiot so anyways, well, I, I remember the time that I you know I was down and I was like okay I gotta go for the 100 to at least have a chance and knocked it <laughs> you know, yes so. <laughs> yeah so you're absolutely the ski ball champion absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I defer to you yeah but uh and and Putting in pinball, you're, I mean, your your lady is better at me. I, and this, you know, I'm saying this, and I'm very humbled by it. Your lady is better at Pac-Man than I am. I I don't know where that came from. I don't she, either. Greg's Missy's <laughs> kick your ass or something. All of ours. Yeah, oh, at, oh, at, at Pac-Man. Kick your ass. <laughs> at Pac-Man, yeah. No, we, I got uh, one win. She got three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, was that, yeah, that one was of those giant Pac-Man machines that was in an arcade? Not the giant, not the big one. It's the Battle Royale one. Yeah, oh, there's right. four. There's four little Pac-Man. You guys all, anyways. <laughs> yeah, she was way better at that than any of us knew. <laughs> yes, but we threw enough tomatoes at her that it was. Uh, yes. that it was worth. Yeah, she's a Are sneaker you Pac-Man water player. Out of a wine decanter. No, no, it's just a water bottle. Oh, I, was, I didn't see the top. I was like, oh, my God, he's drinking water out of a wine decanter. <laughs> so, Greg, what were your, uh, I mean, this this dropped right as we're having dinner. Oh, my goodness, The yes. road ahead. And I'm like, don't tell me, don't tell me. And you're like, oh, yeah, I read it and watched it all. Now I finally get to hear your thoughts. What, uh, is, is this good, bad, indifferent, or or weird? So here's where I'm at. And this, this one's truly difficult for me to kind of say is man, I'm just worried. It's one of those almost like, dude, this is absolutely amazing, but like a little too late, you know, I, I don't want to be that guy because here's ultimately this road ahead is amazing. This has such good stuff. I am so happy that Java does not have all these relic nine requirements. I loved hearing about, you know, a new territory battle, uh, the quality of life, mod calibration, whatnot. Uh, I'm glad that they specified it's limited, not just, you know, buy as much as you want, although maybe it will be. And then mods will just become just like Datacrons anyways, which would be super frustrating. It's like, I'm yeah, happy They overall. already were, though. Well, I mean, like this whole calibration thing, you're just taking a stat and re-rolling it for like You're a changing the stat. stat. You still get the... You still get the great version of whatever's rolled. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, so if I have all this great, I don't know, tenacity, and I don't uh -huh. need a tenacity um, on that mod, yeah, I could possibly re-roll it and end up getting 
the best speed ever if I already have the mm-hmm. best tenacity ever. That's how they explain, yes. you know, take make your good mods better and your uh, better mods perfect. Yes. So there's, you know, now there's going to be this new layer of mods. And anyways, I, I digress to my, my ultimate, my point at the beginning was like, I love all this stuff, but I am just like, there's this part of me that's really kind of jaded that it's taken this long and this much, you know, effort to get a few nice things is what it kind of feels like, you know? So you're kind of like, I mean, people are already quitting, you know, like we needed these changes before. You know, even the announcement, like territory battles, like I, I, I'm super stoked for it. I think that's a great idea, but like these quality of life stuff and just some of these changes that we've wanted for a while, I'm just like, uh, you know, it's, it almost seems like it's too late. So that's my initial sort of like impressions, but actually talking about the road ahead itself is just fantastic information. Um, I'm really happy. I don't think there's any of it that I'm disappointed with. I do need to watch through the video again with uh, our Meatheads video. And I want to try and dissect some more details out of that one because I know I missed some stuff. I just kind of skimmed the video and then read the post. So I do need to watch the video through and through because I know a lot of people are mentioning other stuff. So I do need to watch that all the way through. But I'm excited for it. I think a new territory battle sounds awesome. I'm pretty stoked about that. I, I overall do still kind of like the idea of mods calibration. Because, yeah, if you got, you know, five stacks on this one and, and you want to trade it over to speed, like, this gives you another opportunity to kind of tailor your mods. But the problem is mods already got, like, you know, this huge kind of almost nerf to their value um, thanks to Datacron. So it's like, yeah. okay, we just got this new way to make mods better, but, I mean, mods aren't better than datacron still <laughs> so it's you know like do you get what i'm kind of saying where it's all kind of yeah. like nice stuff but you're like i mean it, it does... would have been even better if datacons <laughs> didn't exist yes because yes. Uh, the, the, i mean the, the thought just crept into the back of my mind so if someone's got a datacon um that uh, increases offense by mm-hmm. a certain amount of percentage you know a person that's got that level nine datacron might be thinking right okay so i'll just do the mods for the team that's got that level nine datacon on thus yeah. making it um i mean it's already important you know so he's thinking uh, this is pretty much impossible for 50 percent of my opponents but if i redo the mods yes with the specific stats tuned to the datacron for this team it'll increase it from half the people not being able to get past it to 70 or 80 or maybe 100 so yeah being able to tweak your mods specifically on the squad that you're assigning an already op datacon to is going to make it like close to impossible yes. for people to then beat that squad for four months Yes, for exactly. Months. For four months. like For four months. It, and then guess what they can do? They can take the mod yeah. materials and they can then re-mod, re-roll and yeah. redo the... Because uh, here's yeah. the thing. that It may be capped, but, you know, um, if, if you get the roll straight away that you want, then it's like, great. So that mod, yeah. I can still do X amount on that. I can bring that mod back. I've rolled it because it's on this team for this datacon, which is good. But mm-hmm. now that datacon's gone, I need to, you know, tweak it again. So that th- that is a mild concern. I still yeah. think that the uh, this this is going to create an absolute chasm between the people at the top of GAC and Territory Wars and the people that are kind. You know, I, I said the top five hundred. I reckon maybe the top five. It's just the gap is just going to open up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, in PvP. 
Yeah, I would agree. And we're, we're already, you know, we're already seeing this sort of aspect where people can win without like, I, I don't, I don't, this is not to be rude to players. That is not my intention here, but the way that the game has sort of changed and developed with the, this, especially the addition of data crons, there's this big sort of change and shift of letting the game be so difficult that you just let your opponent deal with it. Like that's the game has developed to this sort yeah. of area where I think personally, one of the most, well, you know, the whole most effective tactic available, <laughs> your meta at the time really is like stick as much crazy tough stuff on defense and let your opponent deal with it. Now, yeah. you know, if they have a hard counter for something, it might work still, but in this aspect, like that's, this is what I've had to do at Kyber one is I put six GLs on defense star killer sometimes malgus of course everybody their level nine datacrons and then you know executor just let your opponent deal with it because it's so complicated and so difficult and these datacrons are so crazy it's just like uh, you know what man like good luck and then if you beat it hey you know what you can win <laughs> but if they just sit there beating their head against the wall because these datacrons are too overpowered you just watch them fail and then you pick through some of their leftover stuff like that's what this, you know, the the meta, in my personal opinion, is becoming. And now if you're going to add on these mods as well, I agree in that 100%. Like the top 500, the top 1,000 or more is just going to be, at this point, you can just throw enough money at things where it makes up for any level of skill you may or may not have. That That's just, how life is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to, at, at some point, <laughs> at some point today, I'm going to have a quick quick shifties at the uh at the table the actual ladder itself because you <clears throat> you can see the kyber one ladder on uh you can see the kyber one ladder on swgoh.gg mm -hmm. so i'll be curious i'm going to scan through some of the pages because before datacrons everybody was on top of each other mm -hmm. you know so there was no gaps in the skill rating Right. Between, you know, so you you would have lots of people and then one skill rating point, lots of people, another skill rating point. I'm yeah. going to, I'd be curious to know if Datacrons have created a gap, a sizable gap in skill rating. Yeah. Well, there's definitely, definitely going to be something because that skill rating gap is going to get bigger. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's that guy who sat in first, if, if I remember right, the way that it was is um, with how he would drop. Um, he didn't even have to play GAC. He could have like skipped a whole week and he would still be first in the world with how far ahead this guy got of other people. And, uh, you know, it's just, yeah, that skill, it becomes exhausting. I mean, maybe that's what yeah. it is. You know, maybe that's just, yeah, that's how they want the game to be is like, it's too frustrating for you to like competitively deal with it unless you spend money. I mean, if that's their goal, then it's working, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, if that's what their goal, if their goal is what's happening, then they're doing great. Um, but that's just more of the pessimist in me. That's making it really hard for me to really enjoy some of these changes. You know, oh, we got our gear economy change, you know, part of it. I'm like, I mean, it's almost irrelevant. <laughs> it, I'm, it's I'm obviously right, not. I'm but right like, there with you. I'm seriously, I'm right there with you. I, 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 I'm so lackluster for, uh, for GAC at the moment. I've, I've yeah. only done. I, I I had for two weeks, two 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 weeks. I haven't logged in my auto account, and it's better than my main account. But it's <laughs> like, you know, I, I I was sick and tired of 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 
facing people with datacrons and knowing, right, I cannot physically get past that. What's the point in playing? So I just didn't play. Yep, exactly. And, and, and that's, that's, that's the problem is yeah. opening it up, seeing one thing that you know you can't beat, and then, well, that's it. I don't, I do not, I no longer want to play this. Yeah. You know, that's it. it There's no con gonna... conquest, conquest was the same for me. It's like, you know, after seven, it's like, well, where's the fun? Uh, you know, I, I don't want to grind for three hours every single day. I don't want to grind for two hours every single day. I yeah. just want to have fun with this mode and, yeah. and at least be a little, nope, nope, you're not doing that. And then, so it's just, yeah, too too much for me. Yeah. I haven't streamed a GAC in four weeks now. Oh, wow. I'm that disinterested in GAC. I haven't streamed one for eight. Granted, I, you know, I am busy, but there yeah. are times when I'm home on an evening and I'm sat in front of the computer and I'm like, I've got two hours spare now. So I open up my GAC and it's like, oh, there's a level nine data cron on the phone. <laughs> Never front, mind. So, and then I put <laughs> yeah. it down. That's that's yeah. literally it. I'm looking, thinking I've got one, two hours. I could stream a GAC. I look at what my opponents put down. They've put a data con and that's it. That uh, Yep. Yeah. Sod it, I'll watch TV and go to bed instead. That's it. Yep. So <laughs> sorry, we're kind of pessimistic over here. It, it's but. okay. But we're gonna we're gonna shift gears a little bit. Um, you've been doing some new stuff on your channel. I've been trying. <laughs> I've been trying, yeah. Um, you know, given some of the I mean you were frustrations. You're great there, at Call we're... of Duty and now you're throwing your head in Overwatch. Yeah, and I mean uh, you don't gotta. The, the, there's not. I'm too sorry. Much, I'm, uh, I'm 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 complimenting you. I, yes, I get awkward with compliments. Um, no, it's more so just that like I'm not really trying to get into a competitive scene with Overwatch. Um, when I was doing Call of Duty, that was like the intention was like I want to get I not necessarily like, oh, yeah. into like COD League. But I was doing tournaments. I was playing for money. I was, you know, I was getting. You were doing real... really well in them tournaments. You I were I... doing very well in those tournaments with that team that you were with. Yeah, yeah, we actually did okay. Um, you won some money. You, 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 you bagged some cash. Yeah, we did. We did come out on top. Um, we, we did make enough money to to break uh, to make our money back, if you will. And so, like, it was fun, but um, it's just not really. I, I don't know, a sustainable thing for me. It's fun to do every once in a while and I do enjoy it, but it's not really my thing. And so with Overwatch, Overwatch 2 is about to come out and I just think it's a super fun game. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm decent, but not like great. And I'm not expecting to like be the best in the world. I just, I'm okay, but I enjoy it and and it's fun. So it's been a nice little break from uh, Swiggo, if I'm being honest, because it's 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 just been this nice, I don't know, I can play a video game that I just enjoy, if that makes sense. And Swiggo has become this like really, you know, chore. So yeah, I really I've I've been enjoying playing Overwatch and trying to dip into these other games and be able to uh yeah, just kind of enjoy playing for playing. And uh it's a really fun game. So you ever thinking about take picking up Fortnite? I've actually so I played Fortnite for literally three seconds at a friend's house and I just knew it it's just not for me. Um, I just know that gameplay, the the whole building mechanic is just well, there's versions just where you don't have building. I actually yes, I did see that whatever that new mode just came out. But yeah, I just I immediately was like, I'm not into this. This is I'm not saying it's just a kid's game, but like I know the majority of that audience is sort of kids that have 
just a way different understanding of life than I do. And I really don't want to deal with them. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think I would do very well with uh, Fortnite. When I see some Fortnite streamers and, you know, the kind of humor that they have and, uh, you know, their audience and the jokes that they make and some of the toxicity that I see, I'm just like, I don't want to be around that. That's just... So you got to get, just you gotta get with the Nanner Bunch in, in the in the Escape <laughs> Podcast server. We, you know, no puppies, just, just laughing our asses off, still getting top tens. Yes. <laughs> yep. So yeah, probably no Fortnite. Um, but yeah, I hope to dip into Overwatch 2 when it comes out, which will be in about a month. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I'm keeping my eye, my eye open for any other just games that sound or look fun and, and trying to bring a little bit of enjoyment back to uh, my streams because honestly, I have not been... I, I posted a pretty public uh, apology video just saying like, I just haven't been myself lately, you guys. I just... You know, it's really hard to make content about some of this stuff right now because I just, it's hard for me to effectively say, hey, I really don't like Datacrons. I disagree with them completely. I've said my piece on how fundamentally different I think these need to be for the enjoyment of the game and the betterment of the players. And with all of that said, here's a video of how good a Datacron is. You know, like, (laughs) it's hard for me to make that video uh, just on a personal level. And maybe somebody out there is like, why? That's just how the game is. You don't want to be negative. That that's yeah, the thing. Just, you don't want to be negative anymore. Or like hypocritical, you know? Like I made that BAM video. I don't know if you guys saw that one. I mean, super fun. I loved the video. I loved making the video. Like my the editing style. I've been trying to do different stuff and have fun with it. But man, it's just BAM absolutely deleting Galactic Legends left and right. And I was like, I'm so glad BAM is doing this. But like, Jesus, I hate that it's because of this Datacron. I hate this thing. Like yeah so it's hard to like make content about something that you just disagree with and i don't i don't know i find myself in a moral conflict of what to do i guess if yeah that yeah makes sense. there's yeah a moral quandary well what, what have you ever thought of just like i don't know maybe going old school i mean you've got a decent setup you could always throw through retro arch on your pc play some old school games do something oh, like that for, for shits and giggles well i was thinking about doing a a never played series yeah. um Something like that. Like there are as much as I love video games, there are so many video games that I never played. Um, just because like I kind of picked up a genre when I was a kid and mostly stuck with, you know, shooters. Mm-hmm. Um, I played some racing for a little bit, which was kind of fun. And I did, you know, I, I I do enjoy RPGs, but there are a lot of even of those genres that I like, first person shooters and RPGs, there are a lot of big popular games i've never played like i've never played red dead redemption you know and mm-hmm. everybody loves red dead redemption too just you know one of the best games out there and i've never played it so like little things like that where i'm just like i kind of want to go back it's a little time capsule and yeah, just yeah. Go periodically a little, go a old school definitely yeah, periodically well, pick up these games i've never played so i think something like that would work for you definitely yeah so we'll see i you know that that's all just speculation stuff right now. I'm just uh, trying to find as much enjoyment as I can with, uh, you know, what I can. So we go. Mm-hmm. It just requires a fundamental change, you know, which I think is kind of for anybody is oftentimes difficult. But um, Nev, I know, and and uh, Paul, I I spent a lot of time with GAC as a player that I was intentionally like tuning my 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 roster for you know counters and ways to okay fine you bought your galactic legend you do probably have an advantage over me but you know what i'm gonna find a a way to make this work you know i can tailor my defense 
maybe I can throw, you know, throw a loop for you, but I can use this off meta counter to beat your galactic legend. And so I can make this, you know, like I tailored all this stuff with GAC and it was very fun. It was a really cool experience. And I feel like that play style is almost dead. Like it really is just like throw all this stuff on defense and, and win or buy all these things, use it for offense and win. And so like, I just feel like me as a tie, as a player is almost being like forced into retirement that like, I just, I can't really play the way that I enjoyed playing. And I know people will be like, well, yeah, data crons, you can use those to theory craft. Yes. But inherently I hate data crons. <laughs> so it's like, I, inherently I have to change my entire play style to incorporate in this thing that I fundamentally disagree with and don't even want to use because every four months I need to switch it up completely again. And so I can't like tailor my roster for it. I can't go and get a relic seven bam to use this datacron for three months. I can't do that. That's not sustainable yeah. for me, you know, and same thing for these, you know, wedge and mothmas and stuff like that, where even though I have yeah. relic five mothma, I'm not taking her to seven. I don't have the gear for that. I don't have, you know, ain't nobody got so, time for that. And ain't ain't nobody, nobody got time, time for that. I feel like I'm sorry. I'm ranting a lot on data crimes. I do apologize. No, no, it's that's just, all right. I do it all the time. Yeah, it's just I. Unfortunately, that's how bad it is that even a road ahead of this caliber with a new, an actual new territory battle map. I'm still like, well, data crimes suck. <laughs> you know, yeah. like because what's going to happen in that territory battle? I mean, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to look sweet if we do this whole kind of like hunt down jedi and do all these different missions over the galaxy i think this sounds great well, you know you could use mix squad so you can actually use your star killer <laughs> i, I want to see they, they've they, here's the thing though they've given us this news it's new territory battle and everyone's like yeah 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 just like everybody was excited when they were talking about bringing out the crank core and then they put a level five relic cap on it yeah. and everybody was like oh Okay, thanks for taking the wind out of my sails. I'm thinking new raid that I'm going to be at a party. No, can't. That's what's going to happen with this. I'm that cynical right now. Yeah. I 100% truly believe that's what's going to happen with this new territory battle. This new territory battle is going to be Relic 5 capped. Minimum. Minimum. Yeah. So every single one of your squads has to be over Relic 5 in order to, you know, do anything. Yeah. Which... Um, so, you know, it, 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 it's it's going to knock the wind out of people's sails and people will be like, oh, great, something new, something new. And then they can't do it. You know, there are still guilds that can't do Crankle. Right. This territory battle is going to be no different. You know, yeah. people are going to look at the requirements for this and go, oh my God, it's going to take our guild 12 months to be ready for this. You yeah. know? And then that's who, like, who wants we're... to be a guild leader or a guild officer that's telling that right okay you all need to do this if we want to do this and it, people will be like yeah no i'm going for a gl no yeah no, we, so, i don't have the resources to do that <laughs> well yeah so yevon four won't um won't force farm people but if it's hondo if one of the you know if 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 reva's only dark side and hondo's neutral side I mean, am I going to go Merc? I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of right. territory battles, though, I want to give a quick shout-out to Yavin4, who just uh, broke their star record. Uh, we nice. hit 24 stars on light side, and we are sniffing at 25 already. Well so, done. Congr congratulations to Yavin4. Yeah, that is tremendous. That is Actually, I don't... 
I don't recall off the top of my head what we're getting to. Yeah. That it, is awesome though, man. Yeah, always getting a new star. That always feels good. That always feels good, dude. That's awesome. Congratulations, you guys. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I dig I digress yet again. I feel like I'm going on a lot of tangents here. <laughs> yeah, if you know, territory battles what? comes out and there's these relic requirements, you're just like, okay, I don't I don't really care about it. You know, I guess we'll get there, but fine. You know, alienate this huge percentage of the yeah, player base. It, like, it, it, yeah, it's because you're, you're really telling a don't. bunch of people we're bringing this, but you can't play it. It's like we're giving you this, but you can't play it because you don't meet the requirements. Yeah, like, that's prove, what kills people. That's like, what annoys people. Like proving grounds. Like, yeah, that was supposed to be this just super easy way for a bunch of people to get some shards on these really difficult characters, and you're gonna lock it behind. Like, why? Just I don't get why the, all these little changes need are happening in the game where they just they're so unfriendly to such a big percentage of the player base. And it's so difficult for me to like, like, it, yes, I, I don't care about proving grounds. I have the characters. I, yes. You know, like I did that stuff. I still am not happy with it, even though it doesn't even affect me. I don't like the decision to lock these stuff behind these you know for for so many players out there it just doesn't make sense to me and so yeah this new stuff comes out and i'm like okay cool i'll be able to probably play a bit of this but even at 8.4 mil i'm still probably going to be like okay yeah i can't really interact with this what do you guys <laughs> expect me to do buy everything have everybody at fully relic to be able to play this no <laughs> because the alternative option is playing this game to me or max you know 11 million gp you can only do that in a reasonable time frame by buying stuff i've been playing the game daily for seven almost seven years now <laughs> right you know and i'm at 8.4 million i've spent a few thousand dollars on the game i'll own up to that i, I holy and, cow did i finally catch you maybe i am sitting at eight point i think it's 8.4 myself as well so oh it must be close then yeah i'm at like Almost eight five. Eight four one seven four one four. Eight four nine six. All right. So uh, I I need to You are uh, right behind me. You are hot on my heels. <laughs> I am finally hot in your heels. <laughs> That'd be sweet so, if we matched up in GAC now. Oh although my. I am about to unlock Lord Vader. Well, I'm a rhodium, so it won't happen. <laughs> oh, okay, that won't happen. No, that won't okay. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm going to drop, honestly. So <laughs> who knows? Uh, Grin, what do you got coming up on your channel? Oh, boy. Um, I mean, we got more GA stuff, GAC stuff coming out next week. Of course, we'll be spending some more time going into 3v3s oh, with our Dodgecrons. So that's, I'm sure, going to be. You just call it a Gonjacron? Dodgecron. Dodgecron. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Gonjacron. No. Yeah, we're gonna have 3v3 with uh Dodgecron, so I am not looking forward to that. Um I'll be unlocking, like I said, Lord Vader hopefully within a week or two. So I'll be able to add him to the list and then I'm going for profundity. And uh oh, actually, yes, one thing I'm really excited about. I finally soloed the HSTR. Without, oh, a, without a GL. I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. I've I did finally freaking got it. <laughs> uh, I've been trying on that for uh, just about three months. 
about three months of attempts and sort of tailoring and tweaking the strategy and mods and everything and uh finally got it so i'm you're gonna do a, uh, a vid on that like skeltrix did when skeltrix first soloed the hstr yes because that's who inspired it it was skeltrix and this guy named dark rider so um skeltrix posted the video um said hey first in the world got this non-gl solo really cool and then this guy dark rider goes i don't mean to you know i'm not trying to uh, ruin your party here i i did it you know a few months ago with this other team as well and then and then skeltrix in huge you know display of just being an awesome person was like that is so awesome dude congratulations like you get the title of you know first in the world that did it so <laughs> um these two guys were really awesome and i ended up uh gravitating towards dark rider strategy which was using jtr lead uh with bba 3po rex and commander tano and uh Finally made it work after tweaking the strategy enough times and it was really fun. So yeah, videos coming out on that one. I've already started it. Uh, it just takes a while and life's kind of crazy right now. So <laughs> um, yeah, I should be done with that one hopefully uh, this weekend yet, but realistically uh, within a couple of days here. So Yeah. Other than that, uh, just kind of business as usual. All right, and Excellent. how do people and how do people find you now? Because I know you've changed it a few your uh, Twitch title <laughs> a few times. How do people find you? Yeah, uh, on Twitch is Gridden underscore. Um, if you know whoever has the name Gridden, um, I would like it. So if you know who that is, <laughs> <laughs> tell them to message me. I want the name. Uh, but yeah, Gridden underscore on Twitch, Gridden on YouTube, um, Gridden on Twitter, Instagram I underscore mean, I'm on Twitter. Yes, the underscore on Twitter. Yes, on Twitter, and then yeah, so pretty much some version of Gridden anywhere, and you'll find me. But yeah, <laughs> all right, Neil. Any final questions? No, that's all. Thanks, you, mate. All yeah. right, so let's... thank you guys so much. <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, Grin, for taking a moment to uh, stop by. Uh, coming up, the latest, brand new, latest episode of Dicky and the Noob, right here on the Escape Pod Cast. HotBot in Hot Utils is one of the most comprehensive tools for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. With integration into the super useful mod tool Grand Ivory, Hot Utils can help you tackle some of the most difficult aspects of the game. Not sure how to mod your roster for a certain game mode? Use one of the many filters that automatically assigns the right mods to the right character in accordance with your guild needs. Now with the digital features that can assist you and your guild officers in territory battles and territory wars, Hot Utils is an amazing value. And don't forget the useful tools for yourself in Grand Arena, like the in-depth and customizable compare feature. Got multiple accounts like Neil, but not the time to remod them all? With this one-stop utility, you can switch between your alts and never miss a mod upgrade or a mod switch before locking into GAC or territory wars. Starting at just $5 a month, you don't want to miss out on these great tools. Hot Utils is the new official remodding service for the Escape Pod. Cast. Visit HotUtils.com to learn more. That's H-O-T-U-T-I-L-S.com. And go ahead and spice up your Galaxy of Heroes experience. Podawans, be sure to support the shows brought to you on the Escape Podcast Twitch and YouTube channel by becoming a Patreon. For as little as $2 a month, you can support us and get a little extra for yourself. 
with tiered rewards including access to Shittyville's Arena Tracking Box, after show access, inclusion in the GA Center leaderboards, behind the scenes access, and much more. There is something for everyone on our Discord server. Head on over to Patreon, that is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Escape Pod and sign up today. Thank you for supporting and listening to The Escape Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off hosting the 2022 Swaggies, I present to you the lovable droid with a penchant for calamity, N-0-0-B, the noob. Thank you, thank you. It is good to be here, ladies and gentlemen. I welcome you to the newest and most exciting exhibition of everyday skills, Tatooine's Got Talent. Now, there is no way that someone with a love of money and profiteering would want to miss this. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's get on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tatooine's Got Talent. I am your host and judge, Dickie Darkside. Tatooine's Got Talent is a show with simple rules, but big prizes. Basically, you just gotta prove to us that you're the biggest scoundrel in the galaxy, and you get to join us on our crew for the biggest heist ever conceived this side of the Outer Rim. So without further ado, let's get our first scoundrel out here. So we have our first contestant, and it says here his name is, uh, what exactly is your name, sir? I am Cornolio! <laughs> My bunghole will speak now! <laughs> Alrighty then, well it says here your special skill is thievery. What is it that you steal, Mr. Bungholio? I need TV for my bunghole! Okay, so you steal teepee. Uh, do you have any other special skills that would be useful? My bunghole, it speaks loud! <laughs> and how exactly is that useful? You can take me, but you will never take my bunghole! <laughs> For I am the great Cornholio. <laughs> I have no bunghole. <laughs> Look, uh, I know we said we're looking for the biggest scoundrels in the universe, but I meant the Star Wars universe. You're not even in the right IP. The almighty Bongolio! Bongolio! The almighty Bongolio! All right, that's enough with you. All right, let's get on to our next contestant. It says here it is Winnie the Pooh. What? I, I just said we're we're looking for the Star Wars universe. Oh bother! I just don't have a home anymore. Oh yeah, I get it. Now that you're part of the public domain, technically you can show up anywhere, like in that horror movie people are making with you so you can just basically people can do whatever they want with you but why do you think you would be right for this crew you don't seem very i don't know scoundrelly yes so no one has to pay for me anymore oh bother but winnie would do anything for his honey and with no money gotta get that honey so you think you have the stomach for pulling off the Biggest job the universe has ever seen. Do I have the stomach for it? You don't know my stomach. And right now, I would gut piglet for some honey. 
it's getting really desperate in here. I'll be honest with you, Pooh Bear. Um, look, maybe we can find you some work in the Star Wars universe. You know, maybe a sitcom of Pooh Bear in the Ewok village. Something like that. But I don't think this is the right thing for you. I'm sorry, but we're going to have to move on to the next one. Listen, you twerp. I'll get you for some honey right now. Okay, security, get this guy off the stage. Uh, who do we have next? It says here... Wait, Onaka? Seriously? Onaka? Uh, yeah, surprise, it's me. Oh, God, no. Rhonda, we told you to stay on the ship. Uh, yeah, you left me alone on that ship with that little freak, Yermo. Uh, do you know what he does when you guys aren't around or even when you are around noob i see you going in there at night so don't even try to pretend noob just goes in there for his maintenance i don't know what you're insinuating look what noob does on his own time and with whom he does it is his own business what do you even care look all i know is that if you're having a talent contest then Rhonda is your girl I think I did it again. I made you believe that we're more than friends. Oh, baby. No, 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 no. Stop that right now. Um, it's Rhonda Slimo. Just deal with it, okay? Capiche. And hey, would you look at that? Unfortunately, Rhonda, we're out of time for this episode, so you're going to have to go back to the ship now. Oh no, Dank Ferric. Nobody backs Rhonda into a corner. I need TP for my bunghole. Oh, look. Uh, I can trade you some TP for some honey. You can take me, but you will never take my bunghole. Um, okay, you guys are even weirder than Yermo. All right, well, mercifully, this episode is over, folks. Uh, thanks for sticking around this long, and uh, we'll see you next time on Tatooine's Got Talent. You're listening to the Escape Pod Cast. And welcome back to the show, ladies and gents. Great interview with Grid, but it's Patreon's choice now, so uh, it's question time. It is question time. It's question time. I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal the 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 BBC question time intro. Zaz will know what I'm talking about, <laughs> just so that we can just so that we can run that, you know, as the because it's question time, you know. <laughs> Well, speaking of Zaz, he's got his normal five questions. Mm-hmm. Top three James Bond movies. Oh, okay. Top three. Uh, okay. Um, we'll go back and forth. A View to a Kill, number one, for me. Um, I, I'm going to go Live and Let Die. Goldfinger, number two. Um, I will go with um, The Spy Who Loved Me. Okay. Uh, as long as you don't see, say Honor Majesty's Secret Service. Um, number three. <laughs> no, George Lazenby sucked. <laughs> number three, uh, you know, a lot of And it's not just because of the video game. It's because of how intrigued I was at this movie, GoldenEye. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, for me, it would be A View to a Kill. Okay. I've, got, I've got to include A View to a Kill in there because it's my That's favorite That's my number bond. one. It's my it's number my fa- one. It's, fa- it's my favorite Bond. And it's it's got Christopher Walken as a bad guy and Grace, and Jones, Grace Jones as the evil Bond girl. I mean, 
don't get <laughs> I, I appreciate that she wasn't an actress but i actually think that she did really really well as the band as the bad bond girl that flipped you know that flips at the end because she realizes her boss is a complete a-hole you also so know I who else liked... it had jaws jaws yeah yeah and it had, yeah it had jaws in it as well and um yeah, so I like, like I said, I, Grace Jones, not the greatest actress in the world, but I, I think she put. D d there's only two films, as far as I'm concerned, that Grace Jones has ever been able to pull off, and that's A View to a Kill, and um, uh, uh, Conan the uh, Conan the Destroyer. All right, I thought she was awesome in that as well. <laughs> all right, so I may not Next, have all of the ones on this one, but we'll see. Top three British comedies. Oh God! Uh, okay, okay, top does, three British comedies. For, easy. Okay, for for me, uh, you know, I'm I'm not familiar with many of them. Mm -hmm. Faulty Towers. Yeah. Okay. Um, whose line is it anyway? Does that count? Yeah. Yeah. Whose line is it anyway? Does count. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then I guess my third one would have to be Monty Python. Okay, so so you've got uh, so so you've got the obvious ones there. I'm going to do some slightly less obvious okay, ones. That's obviously, fine. obviously, um, obviously, I'm not going to say Red Dwarf because everybody knows I'm already a Red Dwarf fan. <laughs> okay, so that goes without saying. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go the young ones, bottom, and game on. All right, three shows that people might not necessarily have heard of, but they are absolutely awesome i mean special mention for spaced you know uh, special definitely special mention for space special mention for for red dwarf of course um but yeah bottom is just hilarious the young ones is just hilarious and game on is just hilarious <laughs> let's uh let's move along to number three top three sir christopher lee movies Christopher, okay, so Christopher Lee movies. I thought he was very, very. Uh, I mean, he only plays a small part, but uh, he was. I quite. I thought he was quite good in uh, Edward Scissorhands. Must admit, I did like him in Edward Scissorhands. Um, uh, I liked him in all of the Hammer horror um, Dracula movies, where he because he was a great Dracula in the Hammer horrors. He was a really, really good Dracula. But they did so many that there was like literally lots and lots and lots of them. There's no one specific, um, no specific one. And then obviously, um, uh, Lord of the yeah yeah, it's the Mary J even said it there as well. Sauron. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, Lord of the Rings definitely. So yeah, Edward Scissorhands, Lord of the Rings, and all of the Hammer horrors as Dracula because he made an awesome Dracula. Yeah, Dracula was gonna be one of mine, so I'm gonna have to. Uh... I'll replace it with Gremlins 2. That's not my number one. Gremlins <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I, I wish I could speak to him now and go, so which movie? Because you know that's the one he's going to say he regrets ever doing. You know it's going to be Gremlins. Like, like, like Bill Murray regrets doing Garfield. <laughs> um, Christopher Lee would say, yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. Gremlins 2. It's got to be Gremlins 2. But speaking of uh, Bond films, The Man with the Golden Gun. Oh, God, yeah, Scaramanga. He was brilliant. Oh, I can't believe I forgot Scaramanga. <laughs> no way. I totally forgot Scaramanga. Um, and then I would have to go, you know, screw it. We're a Star Wars podcast. He's Count Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or I'm gonna go with. So I have to pick one movie. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go number two. I'm gonna go with uh, Attack of the Clowns or Clones. Okay. <laughs> All right. Question for Nev. Single famous Danger Mouse quote. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. It's been that long since I watched Danger Mouse. Honestly, can't think of one off the top of my head. All right, you'll you'll owe one to Zaz later on. I'll, I'll I'll owe one to Zaz later on. Yeah. All right, and then finally, the top three Sir Ian McKellen movies. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, yeah, you any any of the original three, any of the original three um, X Men movies, because he does make a very good Magneto. Oh, he is very, very good. I do have uh, a favorite. Number two is my favorite of the X Men movies, so that that's going to be my be one of mine. Yeah, so definitely, so de- so I, I would go the old the the old um, X Men trilogy, the obviously the Lord of the Rings trilogy as uh, um, as uh, Gandalf, and there was there was one that he did with Brendan Fraser that I thought was really really good. As well, it was a serious movie about a student and a professor. Um, I wish I could. Re- I wish I could remember what the title was. Um, I just remember it being a really, really good movie. Because I mean, it's, it's Sir Ian McKellen. It's, it's you know, he's got the Sir there for a reason. He is like acting royalty. The the dude's incredible. So, uh, but yeah, I wish I could remember what the name of that movie was that he did with Brendan Fraser because it was such a good movie. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. I can't remember the title. I'll have to IMDB it. All right. Um, for me, I mean, he's he's excellent in X Men, um, Gods and Monsters. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean. He's, Gods of Monsters, more of I think, was voice. the movie that I was talking about with Brendan Fraser. Was it? Yeah. Um, I'm going to double check what that one is. Um, I can't think of a third one. I really can't think of a third one. Uh, but if I Google, he was in the movie Flushed Away. So we'll, we'll do, uh, we'll say that one. And yes, uh, Gods and Monsters, Ian McKellen plays James White, Brendan Fraser plays Clayton Boone. I didn't yeah. realize that Brendan Fraser was Clayton oh, Boone. Oh, did you not realize that Brendan <laughs> no. Fraser was in it? Yeah, no. no, no. Great. Gods and Monsters was... Gods and Monsters... Gods and Monsters was good. It's not like a movie with special effects and stuff like that. It's just pure acting. And, you know, that's one... That's that's why I put it in the list. That was that was one of his best pure acting roles. It was awesome. All right. And uh, Bob threw in some questions here. Uh, Bob wants to know who our top five kings or queens are. Um, I'm going to go with... I, 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 can, can it be any royalty, Neil? Well, he instead said kings just, and queens. Instead so of king and queen, king can, queen, can I do a sir and... Sir and uh, I want to expand it. I want to expand it. So, um, I would have to say, uh, well, let's just do top three. Yeah. Why don't you, uh, why don't you start with yours and I'll tell you my first king, queen or sir or lady. 
Okay, I um so my so I will so first of all I will go. Or Dame. With, it's uh, Dame, isn't it? Huh? It's Dame, right? What? Sir What's and Dame. Dame. It is the female equivalent of Sir. If if you're knighted. Lady. Lady. It is lady. Okay. Because I was thinking it, it, Dame no, it Judy Dench. No, it, it, dep it depends on the title. I thought we were just doing kings and queens. You know, the title, you know, you might get a knighthood. So it'd be sir or lady. You, you could get an OBE or an MBE. You, you could get a, a, a yeah, the, the Dame, lady. It, it depends on the title that you get. It really, really does. All right. So, uh, yeah, it's a slightly different kettle of fish, that. Um, but I'm just going to go kings and queens. So okay. uh, for, for for me, so first one would be um, first one would be uh, uh, Charles. Actually, Charles the second, King Charles the second, because he was such an idiot, um, and um, uh, he really, really, really did try to exert power from the crown that it caused a civil war. Now, civil war is never good, but the the result of the civil war was the people won. So, you know, Parliament won. So the, the, the king was beheaded um, and uh, the, um, uh, what is it, uh, Oliver Cromwell became Lord Protector for five years. Power went, power went back to the people um, and the royalty was basically, the royal family was reduced to a figurehead. Um, second one would be Elizabeth I, um, because even though she was a really, really nasty piece of work, um, she did put in the necessary work to stop the Spanish um, back in the, uh, uh, you know, um, to stop, but, you know, back in the 16th century, she, she, she basically, you know, procured what was necessary to stop the Spanish from taking over the country. You know, it's a big English Spanish war, uh, big English Spanish. So she was, you know, she was good for doing that and actually, you know, saving the realm. And then I will go with um, um, I will actually go with our current um, our, re our most recent bereavement um, uh, Elizabeth um, Elizabeth II um, because to, may maybe m most people don't know what she did later on in life but during her early years she did some really like based stuff for example one of the most based things she did was there was a, the the Saudi royal came to the UK for a visit um, and was picked up. By Elizabeth, this this royal dignitary <laughs> from Saudi Arabia, Arabia was collected in a vehicle <laughs> by the Queen, and she drove like a complete and utter mad person around. And the point that she was making was, "What are you going to do about it? I'm the Queen, and I'm a woman, and yes, women can drive." Because obviously, at the time in Saudi Arabia, women weren't allowed to drive. Right. So she was trying. To, she was trying to make a point to this royal from Saudi Arabia that women can drive and I'm going to scare the ever-loving bejesus out of you because for some reason you don't think that women... So, you know, I think that that was pretty based for a royal to do at the time. Plus, she, she, she you know, she had to put up with, a you know, a, a family that caused so many problems. So, uh, yeah. All right. What do you got coming up? I'll answer my... I'll answer the question on my way out. What, um, what are, what do you got coming up on the channel? GA Center uh, final uh, final of, of yeah yeah month we've got, two. yeah we we so, yeah you give me the tables for that at some point and uh, we'll get that one out of the we'll get the final for we'll get the 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 halfway show because it's it's literally it's the midpoint of the season um so we can let everybody know how things are going uh, let's, let's see if Rambam is still the top of the table because he has no idea why he is there at the moment he is so R Rambam has been the top Ram but. 
he does everybody's saying that everybody's uh, what was it when we were talking about last week's in the uh in the battalion uh, everybody's like roasting ram it's like yeah you bought you spent money for data cross that's why you're top of the table <laughs> so we'll see where everybody is at some point this week yeah definitely all right and uh vault 37 studios Calbunga collection for teenage mutant ninja turtles is out may may get that in the uh may get that in the mix um but uh you know we'll we'll see if there's time this week because everything is so crazy you and i have an appointment tomorrow neil that we're we have to do and then you know on thursday i'm actually traveling for work so we'll see when we can get some of that going um mm-hmm. uh, so uh yeah that's it uh by the way my favorite uh are, are all kings okay okay bb king billy jean king and don king neil okay anything yeah, uh, anything uh for uh anything before we head out no 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 uh, we're, we're good to go mate <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen thank you for watching as always and we do do very very much mean it be nice to each other damn it neil push the button don't mind if i do what's going on where the hell are we Self-destruct Attention! This is Colonel Sanders in forward command. Abandon ship! Abandon ship! All personnel proceed to escape pods! Close down the circuit! Evacuate the system! Self-destruct mechanism has been activated! Abandon ship! Where is it? Where is it? It's gonna be here! Out of order! Even in the future, nothing works! This ship will self-destruct in exactly 10 seconds. <laughs> Counting down. Just kidding. Three, two, one. Have a nice day. Thank you. Hello, friends. This is Thaddeus from Going Nerdy, the Escape Pod cast was filmed in front of a live studio audience full of tweaked out. Murder bears. Sit, Boo Boo, sit. Good dog.